0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is BELIEVE. Michigan at the
1: 41, what a hit! Ball's free, on the ground! South Carolina
0: deserves to have it, and they do! Well, the
1: countdown to kickoff is under 70 days as we tape this new edition of Believe in South Carolina on Wednesday, June 29th. I am Mike Yuba and joined today is Nick Kloss. And we don't have Marcus Lattimore. That's all right. Marcus is a busy man handling his job out at Lewis and Clark. And as I say that watch just people just instantly click off. But we got some good stuff. If you're a Gamecock fan, you want to listen to that. We have plenty to talk about. It was a very busy weekend once again when you talk about official visit weekends and what the Gamecocks were able to do. And I'll give you kind of a little update as to when to expect that third welcome home commit to go public. But Nick, let's begin right there. For the second time in three weeks, South Carolina holds an official visit weekend, a very successful one at that. They were able to land as of this taping, because we are taping this on Tuesday in the afternoon just before 3 p.m., Three new commitments. Three new commitments, and this comes just two weeks after holding their first official visit weekend of the month of June when they were able to pick up nearly 10 instant thoughts on what South Carolina was able to do this week after having that momentum two weeks ago.
0: I mean, you keep hearing it, but the Shane train is still rolling, and it, keep, it keeps on rolling. I mean, you had that huge momentum swing of all the commitments two weeks ago, like you said, and then it just, they're building on the momentum. It's not just a quick one-stop, all right, we got a few guys. I mean, uh, I think Beamer tweeted out yesterday, I'm not going to directly quote it, but he said, great players want to play with great players. So Mm -hmm. them getting those big commitments that they've been getting off these official visit weekends, other players are seeing that. we talked about it with Marcus. You're seeing other players who are pretty good football players they're going to South Carolina that's making you think twice about going to South Carolina and now they're picking up more commitments but I mean it's just exciting and people people have come up and asked me and uh, like how good are we gonna after all the hype how good are we gonna be next year and I mean it's not about next year it's about the future Mm -hmm. it's about the next couple years and the guys they're bringing in and you know we got a lot of great talent in the transfer portal And now the recruits need to follow. So we need to get Beamer's guys in here and start. That's the thing. Last season, seven and five, I mean, all must champ recruited players. Now it's going to be Beamer's players coming in. So he's working on making sure those talented players are committed to South Carolina. And so far, so good.
1: My initial thoughts, simple pipelines, just building the crap out of pipelines, especially in the state of Florida. And I'll pick that up on the other side. But before we do that, just want to remind you guys that our partners at bet online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs in sports info. Find all the latest odds, news and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon finals, major league baseball, the latest fighting news and even next season's early NFL futures head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code, believe that is B L E A V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the games start. And speaking of starting, I'm going to start to pick up right where I left off talking about pipelines. When you look at what South Carolina is doing right now, Nick, it reminds me a lot of what we heard Shaq Wilson say. And maybe it's because it's the state of Florida, right? When we had Shaq on a couple weeks ago and he was just, describing what he believed was one of the keys during the Spurrier era was just how dominant they were able to, or, or how much they were able to dominate the state of Florida when it just came to recruiting. And what we're seeing right now in this case is USC just continues to go back to the well, and they're building not just right now, but like you said, for the future. I want to say this before we really start digging in, talking stars and this and that. Of course, Grayson Pup Howard being a four-star, one of the top linebackers in the country, that that will certainly get Gamecock fans excited. But before that announcement, I mean, you would have thought that USC was picking up like just hand bones off the street. I mean, really, like, oh, you know, we, where's the four? Where's the five-star? Are you kidding me? Really, and I'm not saying this is about everybody. I'm not saying this about everyone. I think every I think some people have a clue. But really, this was a team before Shane Beamer arrived. They had six freaking wings combined the two previous seasons before he got here. Six. Okay? You want to talk about getting four stars and then even five stars consistently. Okay? You need to win some freaking games. It just it's that simple. So The fact that they've been able to create momentum, the fact that they were able to land Pup Howard, who on three, we have him as rated as the seventh top linebacker in the country. Consensus has him as the 17th top. We're a little bit higher on him at on three. And that's not Gamecock Central. That is the entire company. Just want to make sure we make that clear. They have some talent coming in. Okay, They have some talent. It's just not going to happen overnight where you get some of these five stars. You're able to get these players now and we're seeing, and it goes back to the, the Sandys of the world, the other Florida players, the Connor Cox, the other Florida players. It's all connected to each other, especially them going public to be able to get a guy like Howard. And now he goes public. What could that lead to? Could there be more big name guys coming from the state of Florida to USC? But Ultimately, looking ahead, though, Nick, you have to be able to get some wins. You, you, you might be able to steal a big-name commitment, and I think Howard is a pretty big-name one, one right now. It's part of the I agree. Right now for USC in this class, you need to be able to win games to ultimately get players to come here in the future.
0: I mean, you look at the players that are – or sorry, the teams that are getting multiple five-stars. multiple four stars as well those top five recruiting top 10 recruiting class teams and who are they consistently alabama georgia clemson i mean ohio state texas is always in the running for a big five star Mm -hmm. i mean you look at those teams tradition of winning tradition of excellence texas has taken a dip as we all know but those are national contending teams Those schools have been winning consistently for years now, and a lot of them have a national championship to show for it. South Carolina, like you said, six wins in two years. I mean, if Shane Beamer hadn't come in and won, gone seven and five, we're probably not looking at the recruits that are committing right now. You have to win games. And Beamer came in his first year. And yes, it's seven and five. There's a lot to improve on. But seven and it six. Was seven and six, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a huge season, huge first season for Beamer. Yep. And it showed that South Carolina can win football games, can win a bowl game, and can get better. And now it's showing those kids, yeah, I want to go to South Carolina, I want to play for Shane Beamer. But you can't expect five stars. You can't expect five stars just to roll in. Oh, we're not getting the five stars. We're not getting the best of the best. Like you said, you got to show something to get that.
1: You have. And there's to- always going to be, and there's always going to be that one person that says, "Well, go look at this school," and they're able to do it. You know, we could talk about perfect example: Texas, right? They are able to land Arch Manning, five-star quarterback rated as the number one prospect for the class of 2023. There's going to be people out there saying, well, why is Texas able to do that? Why can't South Carolina? Texas hasn't been that special. It's freaking Texas, man. We aren't
0: Texas. It's I, Texas don't, I don't care. Okay? We
1: aren't it's Texas. It's not. And Marcus has, Marcus has mentioned it. Marcus has mentioned it before. South Carolina, they don't have the history like other schools. And we're going to talk about George Rogers later on in the program. Yes, they have a Heisman Trophy winner. Yes, they've been able to produce a lot. A lot of NFL talents. I'm really good guys at that, too. We've seen that over the last couple of years, especially. But they haven't had the type of even in comparison to Tennessee. Just being honest, they've only been in the SEC for 30 years. So when you look at them in comparison to some of the, these bigger name schools, and I'm going to say some schools that are probably going to piss off some Gamecock fans. When you talk about the Georgias of the world, when you talk about the Tennessees of the world, we know Alabama already. I mean, I know that what Clemson has done over the last decade or so has really grown them into a national powerhouse. Does that mean they're a national brand like some of these other schools? Nah, but at the same time, too, they're starting to come at least into the conversation more because they've had a lot of success lately. So for South Carolina, you have to realize, all right, And I think, like I said, I think the majority of the fan base does. You have to realize that even though it is year two, you're building this foundation. You're building this foundation. And ultimately, what it's going to come down to when you're talking about putting in the second floor of the house, third floor, you know, I mean, I don't know how long, how much you want me to stretch this analogy. We can talk about the kitchen and, you know, the, the the nice dining room and all that. Point being is that's going to come with time. You need to have wins. And for South Carolina this year, and I've said it before, just realistically, if you're able to show improvement in wins in the regular season, okay, six wins in the regular season last year, if you're able to get seven wins in the regular season this year, if you're able to get eight, nine, of course, I mean, shoot, the more you get, the better it's going to be from a selling standpoint. You can't just look at it as, okay, Spencer Rattler's here. Austin Stogner transferred in as well with him from Oklahoma. You know, and you look at some of these other receivers and running backs, you know, CBS, Christian Beale smith Antoine Wells Jr., you can keep going down the list. That's great, but it's still the SEC, and you still have to be able to get all this talent to be on the same page and be able to produce wins out of that ultimately. So I understand some people are going to have higher expectations than just seven wins the regular season. I'm not saying that's where the limit is by any means. But at the same time, too, I mean, shoot, you go take a look. Look, I believe there's been eight, nine uh, seasons, seven, where South Carolina has had double digit, double digit wins, and they're nearly what one hundred year history. And I could be off; could be a little bit more than a hundred. Don't hold me to to that. Um, but the point being is, it, it just hasn't happened a lot, you know. So the what South Carolina needs to do is. Show progress this year. It's all you got to do. If you show progress, if we're sitting here a year from now and South Carolina has seven wins in the regular season, of course, if they're able to have more and get a bowl win, they get eight. And we're sitting here, and they're not showing progress from a recruiting standpoint. I'd be absolutely stunned.
0: No, I completely agree. And uh, also, it's the number 115th season of South Carolina football. Yeah, go. Up. And uh, no, I completely agree. You, if you're how many of those years,
1: though, Nick, I don't know if you still have it out in front of you, how many years did they actually play at least 10 games? Because there's always that wise guy that's going to be listening saying, hey, well, you know, they, they only played four games in 1904, you know, wherever the case that be. I'm trying to do the math in my head. That might be a little outside of that. 19 1911. Um, but the point being, though, is still, you don't have that many double-digit win seasons. I mean, one of those... Drum roll, please. Belongs to Will Muschamp, okay? That was a very, very talented team. Now, one of the things that made that team so talented, let's just call a spade a spade here, majority of that those guys on that team were still Spurrier guys. They were recruited during the Spurrier era. Muschamp did do a good job, though, developing that group. There's no question about it. There's a lot of guys that played on that team that have done great things in the NFL. So I wanted to just mention that, though, Nick, because, you know, there's gonna be some people that will listen to that and Mm -hmm. say, well,
0: you know, they only played four games back in 1921. Well, I mean, when you look at notable seasons for South Carolina football, the first one to pop up is 1933, undefeated in the Southern Conference. So, I mean, just look at that of the fact of South Carolina's had 115 years of football, and these are the notable seasons, 1933, 1969 ACC champs, 1984, 2010 SEC East champs, 2011 first 11 win season, 2012 back-to-back 11 wins, 2013 three in a row 11 wins. That's the list. 115, Hmm. that's the list of notable seasons. I'm not saying double-digit win seasons. I couldn't pull that up uh, fast enough, but those are notable seasons. And going back to what you said about being happy with improvement is, as a Gamecock fan, you have to be. I mean, what you've dealt with in the recent years, and you've been so disappointed. I mean, yeah, seven and six, great start to the Beamer era. Okay, now next year you go eight and five, or like you said, seven wins in the regular season. That's improvement. Mm-hmm. It, that's all you can ask for. I mean, expecting a team to go from barely making a bowl game to a national contender or top 15 in the nation, I mean, that's asking a lot. And that's asking a lot of any team. I will say, South Carolina, of teams I've seen in college football, to go from where they were to the talent they have now, I mean, in in one off season, is remarkable. Mm-hmm. Add to add Spencer Rattler, Austin Stogner, uh, Christian Beal, Smith, um, and Swain Wells. I mean, to add all those guys, the talent just went so high up. You still can't expect a. I mean, you can't expect a ten win season. If it happens, awesome. I mean, Columbia is going crazy, mm-hmm. but you just can't expect that. In in all honesty. Like you said, if you get seven, if you get eight, the recruiting is still gonna get better. They're gonna see Beamers doing something at South Carolina. I mean, it's just it's gonna improve. And that's and that's all you could ask for as a South Carolina fan right now. You can't ask too much. I mean, you gotta be gotta be humble in who we are as Gamecock fans. And like you said, it sucks to say, but yes, Tennessee has more of a legacy, has more history, mm-hmm. has more tradition. Texas does too. Um, I mean, we're just not on the same level as those teams. We haven't been in the SEC as long. But, I mean, it's getting wins in the SEC schedule that matters. That's that's the big thing. Wins in the SEC schedule. You're playing tough teams every single week. And that's got to be the focus right now. It's getting more wins in that SEC schedule for next season.
1: Let's break down the two commitments that we know of right now that have gone public, and then I'll hint – at when you guys can expect this next one and i'll say this i'll say this because we you know obviously over at gamecock central one thing that we try to make sure we do a good job of is not spoiling the recruits or the prospects announcement you know that's their day you know that's something that they've been waiting for their entire life and it wouldn't be right of us to to share that so um, now, I have different feelings about that when it comes to a player leaving one college and going to another. It's like, hey, buddy, you had your, you had your moment in the sun, all right? You know, if you're going to put the four hats in front of you, you know, oh, if you know what that said. Now, you had that in high school, all right, pal? I could care less about that. I don't know if my bosses feel that way over at Gamecock Central. We'll cross that bridge if we get there. But with that all being said, let's take a look at the first welcome home tweet that Shane Beamer had this weekend. And that was for wide receiver CJ uh, CJ Adams, excuse me, a three-star out of Georgia. And one thing that I thought was really funny, and I took a beating on Gamecock Central for saying this because I was being a wise ass when I wrote my story. One thing that he said, and I'm going to read the exact quote that he told my coworker Wes Mitchell over at Gamecock Central. He said, they uh, it was how big, and this is in terms of his commitment of why he committed to USC. Now, there's some other things in there that I'll share, but this is the first thing I started laughing at. He said, it was how big of a fan base they have, because in South Carolina, I don't think they have a pro team. So just going to that spring game, it was a lot of fans and people in jerseys, they were hyped for a spring game. Now, I think he went on to say, and I'm paraphrasing right now, He's like, you know, that stadium, you know, looked practically full. I remember writing a story on Gamecock Central, maybe two days or three afterwards, about, and I know I'm going to piss some people off when I say this, and all I have to say is freaking lighten up, lighten up. I wrote a story saying that the Gamecocks should throw a uh, parade, because this is right after the National Championship Parade for Women's Basketball, throw a parade for, for USC football because of the attendance that they had. You know, oh, you know, they had X amount of people there. Let's throw, let's throw a parade. Let's have the mayor go down, wave at everybody, honk the horn, uh, uh, you know, get the fire trucks going, you know, put put a banner up inside the stadium because there was X amount of fans at the spring game. And I have some buddies that are very big Gamecock fans that I've become friends with since I've been down here, and they were very pissed off about that. I'm like, well, you've got a friggin' life. Get a hobby. Really grow up. And I know some people, are, oh, this is our life. I get that. Okay. But my point being was this. And I wrote that story saying, hey, look, and this is where people get upset. They read the first couple sentences. They don't want to read anything else. As much as I was making fun of those type of people who are getting upset about, you know, oh, we're upset that the announced attendance was this. Okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. It's a dick measuring contest. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. It's a dick measuring contest. You're upset because there was more announced over at Clemson. Call a spade a spade. Really? I'm getting more people pissed off as they're listening to it. I love this. So, which makes me laugh because Clemson fans are like, you're such a big Gamecock And you know, I said, no, I call it very fairly. But anyway, if they kept reading that story, Nick, I went on to say Gamecock fans did exactly what they needed to do that day they made that place absolutely electric it didn't matter if there were 5 people there 500 5000 whatever the case may be your your job that night as a fan was to create an outstanding atmosphere to a point where those prospects left and they were like wow And in that same story, which by this point, I'm sure there's a lot of Gamecock fans who are reading that at Gamecock Central said, screw it. I'm stopping. I'm not reading this anymore. Mike's just making fun of us. I shared the tweets from a lot of the commits or not commits, but the prospects that were there saying how blown away they were. So I say all this, Nick, I say all this because to the people that were so freaking upset About the announced attendance, which, by the way, was announced by USC. Had nothing to do with reporters. Contrary to popular beliefs by some that tweeted things out that night. The fans made a big impact that night. Johnny from TikTok. I don't even have to say Johnny. CJ Adams from Georgia. Go ask him how many were there that night. He's not going to remember. All he remembers is that atmosphere. So I just thought that was funny.
0: Yeah, no, and I, I'm not I'm not someone to get upset about the attendance. I don't think I even paid attention to how many people were at the spring game. And I'm not saying it's not important. It is. It and is. like you said, South Carolina fans did what they were supposed to do. The but the atmosphere think, to me was more important than yeah, anything else. No, it's, it's not. You know? It's about which fans. It's yep. not about how many. It's about because which you fans. can
1: have the cheese and wine or the wine and cheese fans. I, I <laughs> You know, you just go there and everyone's kind of just sitting on their hands. Yeah. I mean, you no, could have you had need... that place, 77,000, because I know you, you've lost some seats because of those suites. 77,000, and it could have just been like, woo, yay. No, I mean, it felt like a mini Saturday with the Gamecock, starting from the Gamecock walk to inside the stadium. I mean, Devonnie Reed, Spencer Rattler, some of the newer guys just looking around, because that was on the field at the end of the game. They're looking around like, you know, holy cow. Yeah, it's like just just wait.
0: And that's just what, wait that's until what, Saturdays in the fall. That exactly. That's what you say to commits. That's what not that's what you say to the official visit guys. I mean, you say you're in awe of this. See a real Saturday in South Carolina. Bingo. I mean, it it that it's insane. It it, it and like I said, it's not about how many, it's about which fans. And the fans that are going to that spring game are the ones that care about South Carolina football and are going to scream their head off, be drunk as hell, having the time of their life, because that's how Gamecocks do it. And they're going to show out for those players. And just because one thing I love about Gamecock fans, and I think I saw a tweet about it too. It might have been Connor Shaw. Don't quote me on that though.
1: I think I know where you're going with this, but yeah. About
0: Gamecock fans never were expecting like You see all that stuff about Bama fans and how they leave games early because it's mm-hmm. always a blowout. And they and Clemson, I don't know if it's as much of a problem at Clemson, but I know at Bama it's a big thing. And he was saying how basically South Carolina, that it, that's not how it is. South Carolina fans are appreciative of every win and are going to scream and party and cheer their heads off for every single game. Mm-hmm. It does not matter. I mean, the bigger the game, the bigger the crowd. But, I mean, it, I mean, you can go to that Georgia State game to open the season. That's going to be an environment like no other, just mm-hmm. opening up the, the 2022 season. South mm-hmm. Carolina fans are dedicated and passionate people, and they never expect greatness. But when, it, when players are doing their thing and they're winning, they're appreciative, and they love it, and it is a great environment. So South Carolina fans are doing what they're supposed to and just showing their passion. They're showing who we are, who we are in Columbia, South Carolina. And that's what you want to do to these official visits. You want to show them how we do it on Saturdays. And when they walk, like when I I can't wait to see what Rattler looks like. Oh, yeah. And that's that's it, Nick.
1: Nick, and and that's it. And I think that's the biggest thing that I was doing with that story. I mean, look. I'm not going to be the guy here that says rah-rah, go South Carolina because you know I'm not from down here. I didn't go to USC. I cover the team. I feel like I do a fair job with it. Um, if you want the rah-rah, there's plenty of people out there that cover the team rah-rah. Go find one of the rah-rah guys. I'm not going to be a rah-rah guy. But what USC did that night between holding it at night and then the fan base of what they be they were able to do from just an environment standpoint it made a difference now is that ultimately the reason why cj adams or some of these guys commit probably not but it certainly helps it's part of it you know if you had to make a pyramid right pyramid and six blocks in terms of what's most important and you know it's up there it certainly is one of those six tiers 100%. so I, I think that's that's big. It really is. So, you don't see my
0: kids, was... kids committing to Vandy because of the atmosphere.
1: No. I mean,
0: that's just like, like it. Yeah, it's not everything, but it's a big part. I mean, if you're a four star, hey, even a five star, and you really like Shane Beamer and you are really considering coming to South Carolina, they've gotten some good commitments. You, you're going to be playing with good players. And then you see the environment and the love that South mm-hmm. Carolina fans bring. That's that
1: word, that word love. But, Nick, you That's need it. it. You need that because we, went, we talked about some of those other schools, the Alabama, the Georges, even the Clemsons, all right? I know you don't want to hear it, Gamecock fans, but even the Clemson Tigers, be, between the history for some of those schools or either the success they've had over the last couple of years or combine the two, right? You need to do everything you can to be able to catch up with that or keep Up with that. So for South Carolina, the history part of it from an SEC standpoint, of course, you don't have the same type of history like some of these schools. That's okay. That's okay. You don't have the same winning consistency over the last couple of years. That's okay. What that means is you have to find other areas to be stronger. And what you were able to do from the spring game throughout the entire recruiting process, even going back to when Spencer Rattler and those guys got recruited, even during the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. I mean, go back to the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. That stadium, especially towards the end, I I was down on the field covering it, and it felt like a home game for USC. and was absolutely incredible. And you heard Rattler share about it on Twitter. And So the point being is these other areas, whether it be the fan base, whether it be the ruthless recruiting in a good way from this coaching staff, whether it be, and this is another part of it, Nick, I want to get into after we talk about the second player, the recruiting job by the players. And I think that honestly, I mean, shoot, that's going to lead us into this next guy that we're going to talk about. But um, I do want to mention this, though, about Adams before we get into that, just for people that are didn't have a chance to, to be able to learn about these guys. If you head over to Gamecock Central, I do these breakdowns on every. Commitment that South Carolina has. So if you go to Gamecock Central, you'd be able to see that. It brings you directly to our YouTube page, and you'll see all the commitments and the breakdowns. About a minute, minute and a half long. Uh, also, in addition to that, if you want to see who was on campus for official visits the last week, the dozen players, that video is there too. That thing's about like five minutes long, but that'll give you little snippets on every player. But just to give you a little bit more about CJ Adams, six three, three star wide receiver from Georgia. Heavily recruited by ACC and Big Ten schools. Um, In that same interview with Wes Mitchell, he went on to say that USC has him for his player comparison right now, quote, sort of like Debo Samuel playing outside, inside, and running motions. They basically want me to get the ball. So um, he is a guy that can go up, get the ball. got some good size, but he's also someone that they can get the ball to out in space, and he is very dangerous. So uh, a very big pickup. For South Carolina, the next guy, Nick, and this is what I want to talk about with the pipelines and the players doing a great job recruiting and not saying that it didn't play a factor with C.J. Adams, but we've seen so many Florida recruits in this class already. And I know that's what we mentioned at the beginning to land a guy like Pup Howard, a four star linebacker who, as I mentioned earlier, he's rated 17 by the consensus rankings but he, or excuse me, the 19th nineteenth ranked linebacker in the consensus, consensus ratings, but he is the seventh top linebacker in the nation by us over at On3. And when I say us at On3, that is not Gamecock Central. That is the entire recruiting website. He is from Jacksonville, Florida. We've seen a couple guys from Florida. I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't think it's a coincidence that guys like Connor Cox, also from Jacksonville, guys that are also, I mean, shoot, from Tampa. I mean, we can go down the list of some of the guys. I think it was Perry, Florida. There's a handful of Florida players. When other Florida players see that, you don't think that grabs their attention. You don't think that grabs their attention. It certainly does. So the fact that we're seeing all these commitments from the state of Florida in particular, but just in general, and they're coming out publicly at very specific times to be able to keep that momentum going. Did you notice one of the commitments he went public on Friday? Did that on purpose. Why? To create that momentum going into official visit weekend. They know what's going on. The coaching staff realizes it. But once these players tell the coaching staff that they want to go to USC, they're a team. They're working together. It's like, all right, what can we do to be able to get the biggest splash out of this? So as much credit as I want to give Shane in this coaching staff, Nick, you have to give a lot of credit to not just the current players on this roster, who as you see each day, whether it be um, Jaheim Bell, Spencer Rattler, Stone Bland, just some of the guys online that are tweeting. The guys that are currently on the roster and the guys that have been recruited in this class that aren't even on the team yet that are doing a good job recruiting.
0: I think it goes back to something we talk about all the time with Marcus, too, is buying in. When they commit, they're buying in to South Carolina, to becoming a Gamecock, to playing for Shane Beamer. And they're really buying in because they're not just, oh, I'm going to South Carolina. They're helping. They're helping recruit. They want to get good players there because they want to make something happen here. And it all goes back to, like you said, the pipeline. I mean, create, we're creating a Florida pipeline directly from uh, not even just Jacksonville, like you said, all over Florida, to Columbia, South Carolina. And it's funny how we've started to know this. We talked to Shaq a couple weeks ago. He's from Jacksonville. And then we're seeing all these Jacksonville names pop up, different parts of Florida. And um, what always, when you talked about pipeline, first thing that comes to mind is I remember in the, the 30 for 30, the U, Uh, Miami talked about how they when they started recruiting, they made the state of Miami where they said they would recruit relentlessly just in that geographical area and everyone would come to Miami. Now, it's different. It's not in the state in South Carolina does try to own their state, but creating an area where you're trying to get the best players out of that area. And like you said, if one of them commits, all right. One notices another one commits, and then another one commits, and now you got a little pipeline going, and you're getting good players from the state of Florida and it like you said, it's Shane Beamer and the coaching staff, but it's also these players buying in and wanting to make South Carolina better and get better players because you know they didn't commit there to just be you know one guy who is gonna come in and change the change the whole entire whole entire team, I mean, they know you got to have players all around. One guy doesn't make a football team. So they know they got to go in and get other great guys to play around them.
1: I want to play this video. And this is something new that we're going to do here. So hopefully this audio will sound good. But this was the commitment video that Grayson Pup Howard dropped on Monday to announce his commitment. It's 50 or 67 seconds long. And it's very... It's very simple, but listen carefully to the words he used in this video. And obviously, you're not going to, go to see the visuals, but he's on campus at South Carolina, and you know you see different, different, uh, different shots of USC, whether it be outside Williams Bryce Stadium, seeing the Welcome Home banner, or you know the fan base yelling and this and that. So, but but bear with me and just listen to some of the the things that he said during this.
0: When I first started the process,
1: there was a couple of things that was important to me. You know, just being able to, I'd be too far from my dad and my brother. Just having a place where I can grow and create change and, and, and create history is real big for me. To bring guys up with you is, is unbelievable. I'm looking for a place that has that has the fans, that has the support system, that has the, the energy to, to uplift and this place does it in every single aspect, from when you're greeted on campus to when you're leaving. It's love, is definitely the word for this place. I knew this place had what I needed and what I wanted. And at that exact moment, I knew this was home. And you can't see it in the shop, of that final seat as it fades away, has the background always Bryce Stadium. And it has kind of, you know, like I said, it's in the background, so it's not focused on, but it's that banner, that welcome home banner. So, Nick, I know that was probably the first time you had a chance to listen to that. What was just your it initial was. reactions?
0: It was. No, I loved that. I, I honestly did. I loved that. And in my head, I mean, obviously, he chose South Carolina, so it checked off the boxes, but he's – listen, all the things he was looking for. And like, you're just like, check, check, check. I mean, he has, and then he mentioned love. I mean, love is the way to describe this place. It's the best, I mean, South Carolina football. Beamer has made it all about love. And in the beginning, the part I really like was to create change mm-hmm. and to make history. And that, I mean, that's what, what does that remind time- you of? What That's does that what remind you
1: of? It reminds you of the guys like the Garcias, the Shaq Wilsons, the
0: same pitch.
1: Marcus, the same pitches, or the same pitch, I should say, that Steve Spurrier had for those players back then. Beamer was part of that recruiting mm. staff. And I'm not saying that Beamer is the only coach out there at a school that doesn't have the same type of history or the pedigree as the Alabamas, the whatever. Okay. But. He understands what works here. He has Mm -hmm. the blueprint. Okay? Time passes. You have to be able to make some tweaks, right? Maybe the way you coach players a little bit differently or, you know, uh, there's guys that have TikToks now and NIL and whatever the case may be. It's a little bit different now. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, that blueprint is still the same. Ultimately. And I know even though there was that nice four-year run, South Carolina still – Ha- does not have that same deep winning history, that same type of tradition.
0: Ideally, so ideally, we would have just ran with that. Yeah. I mean, the, the ideal thing would have been oh, Spurrier came and made South Carolina a great historic program. You know, it didn't happen. It mm-hmm. felt, we, we fell just point blank, fell off. And now we're redoing it, basically. And mm-hmm. Beamer is hopefully the guy to do that for the long term. But, you're you're 100% right. It, this is all it's kind of, it kind of is interesting. It's like history repeating itself. And it's you it's all kind of going the same yeah. way again with the same I don't pitch. think
1: Beamer's going to leave. I don't think Beamer's going to leave the the gamecocks high and dry. I think there's probably one or two people listening to that. I probably I don't think he's going to leave you guys. No, I don't game.
0: I don't think i, I as much he's a much, he's now, a much younger yeah. coach. He's a much as younger a, coach. I mean Beamer, we all know Beamer wants to be here. I no, mean, but. When the tech job opened, he didn't. The
1: point, the point being is, don't you even go there, Nick. The point being is the point being is that that line though, and I don't know if this is the exact line that has been used on some of these recruits. I'd be shocked if it isn't, or something at least close to it. It goes back to like we said, some of those guys, the Marcus Latimores of the world, like Steven Garcia's, the Shaq Wilsons. You have a chance to come here and do something that's never been done. You have a chance to make history and be remembered forever for changing the course of gamecock football. I think that I think that we hear that a lot. I think it can be scary for some guys. It can be scary, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just like the old analogy right you know you can hang out in the shallow end of the pool where you know you can at least see the bottom and know what the hell's going on or you could go adventure off into the deep end and you have no idea what the hell's out there but it could be something special out there could be scary but there could be something special out there so i think when we talk about gamecock football it's very similar and for the guys that they're trying to create the foundation for this program. And that's not saying that the, you know, the Jalen Fosters or, you know, the Kevin Harris's or the JJ and Ambare's, the guys that were part of the Nick Muse's, the guys that were part of this team last year aren't the same type of players. But when you're trying to bring in what you're looking for ultimately for your program, you want guys to be able to have that mindset of, hey, look, you know what? I want to be able to be part of something special. And if it is three stars and four stars, okay. Ultimately time will tell. That's the only, we're going to have to, we're going to have to wait. Mm -hmm. But when you have guys that are like, you know what? I want to be part of history. And they start doing that. And then, like I said before, state of Florida, these guys play against each other. These guys go to the showcases together. They know someone that plays against them or goes to a showcase with these guys. They, they, Everyone, it's all connected, especially when you're talking about some of these, the top talent in in, in the country, but especially from an individual state, if they're able to start doing special things, those four stars, the threes will start turning into four stars. The four stars will be five stars in years to come. But one thing that has to remain the same is you need people to come in here that want to be part of changing history. So hearing Pop Howard say all that, that's the type of player you want here. Outside of his athletic ability outside of the fact that he had 157 tackles last season as a junior outside of the fact that he's rated the top uh, seven. He's in the top seven. He is the seventh ranked linebacker in the country by on three. Forget all that. Forget his height, his weight, his 40 time. This guy wants to be part of changing South Carolina football. That's special.
0: If you're a fan, that's all you can ask for. I mean, I don't know if you're looking at recruits that you want and you know people we've we've said before, people get distracted by the stars, they do get distracted by the rankings, just because, oh, it's a three star, don't like turn your head and be like, oh why did we why did he commit That's not a huge deal. you don't know who that three star could be. you don't know who that three star could become if it's a three I'd take a three star that wants to be a part of South Carolina football and make changes and make history over, I don't know, four-star who doesn't really care, who doesn't really want to be here that bad. I mean, I don't know. You're not going to commit to a school if you don't want to be here. So mm-hmm. I want the three stars that want to be here. And and that's what you should want as a fan. But especially and now,
1: the Nick, numbers especially just, the numbers now, are- especially now, because even though this is year two, it's still the foundation. It's still the foundation. You need guys that are ready to run through a wall for Shane Beamer and this coaching staff. I said it last I said it last year that you need upperclassmen that want to buy into a program the same way because that's important because if you have underclassmen they're coming in freshmen they have no idea what the hell college football is all about they're running around you know girls are like oh look at you you're on the football team you got to be able to stay focused you got class assignments you got this and that but you you are a student athlete okay you're a student athlete you have to take care of business in both those areas all the other stuff that comes with it that's fun okay but on top of that You need to make sure that you're bought in. You need to make sure you're bought in. And if some of the upperclassmen are like, "Ah, this new coach coming in, screw it. All those other things on the side, it's going to take precedent. You know why? Because the upperclassmen are going to be focusing on that because I'm like, you know what, screw this, whatever. And that's going to be the way the underclassmen go about things. And when they get a little bit old, it's just, it's not impossible to break that cycle, but it can take a little bit longer to create the foundation that you ultimately don't want. They were able to overcome that last year. And obviously the results, getting things done on the field, that will help. Uh, we've talked about this before, how different this point is, or could be on June 29th, if South Carolina had lost the game to, oh, just say, I don't know, Vanderbilt. If uh, Zeb Nolan doesn't march the team down the field, and USC finishes the season five and seven. The last thought of gamecock football that is in your head is the fact that you lost 30 nothing to Clemson. No bowl game. Possibly no Spencer Rattler, Austin Stogner, some of the other guys that came on in. Looking at a five and seven team is completely different than looking at a team that went seven and six. So all that stuff happened last year, but you needed those guys to buy into it. So now, You need to, now more than ever, you need guys to have that mentality. And if you're able to start winning games, like I said, if you're able to start winning games, this could be very dangerous. This could be a very dangerous Gamecock team over the next couple of years because, number one, they're able to get wins if they're able to get wins next season, right? You're able to get wins. You're able to get momentum going. But, number two, because of the pipelines that you've been able to build in, shoot, a year and a half, especially in a place like Florida – What do you think that's going to do next season, the year after? You're able to get guys that are ranked top seven in the country to play linebacker. And a guy like Pup Howard, what does that do for USC moving forward? You don't think they're going to go back to a state like Florida? You don't think other players in Jacksonville or around that Jacksonville area aren't going to start paying attention? They're going to pay attention to Howard. They're going to want to see how he does. They're going to go want to talk to him when he comes back to Jacksonville after after his first year at South Carolina. I'm like, shoot, what the hell's going on up there? This is just the beginning. It really is. But ultimately, and it goes back to what we said, Nick, and I'm going to be a broken record. You have to win games. You have to win games. The honeymoon, it's over after this year. It is. Mm
0: It is. And
1: they could go 1-2 and to start the year. I know I've said this before. They could go 1-2 and and still get seven, eight wins in the regular season. They could do that still. It's a long season. Don't get upset after three weeks if things don't go well. If they have the type of success that we're talking about—seven, eight wins in the regular season, possibly more—this could be really. This could become a very dangerous team moving forward.
0: It's a team. It it is potentially a team with an extremely bright future. Mm -hmm. I and I think I think it already has a very bright future, but you. Just keep improving. I mean, that's 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 their goal every day in the weight room, at practice, every day. It's keep improving, and that's the goal of this program, in my opinion. Keep on improving, get those wins, win SEC football games, the recruits will follow. But like you said, first things first, win football games. That's what has to happen at South Carolina. And they had a good start, mm-hmm. and now expectations are higher, and now it's time, it's going to be time to follow through. But I mean, a much improved South Carolina football team is coming in 2022, and that's without a doubt.
1: So let's get into a part of the program that I think people are going to be excited about. And there's going to be an additional one that I'm going to throw out there, okay? Because this one just came across four star. 2024 quarterback Dante Reno is set to announce his college decision on CBS Sports HQ on Saturday. Okay. He is choosing between South Carolina, Kentucky, Purdue, North Carolina State, Virginia, and Wake Forest. The Gamecocks right now are considered the front runners. But Dante Reno, that was not the player that I was talking about. The third welcome home that Shane Beamer put out on Monday and I say third overall because the two came on Sunday from this past weekend. That commitment I am told will make his announcement in the next week, in less than the next week, um, is what I was told. So I don't want to really speculate as to okay, it's going to be July this or June thirtieth, or I don't want to take away from the kid's announcement. That's not right. But to give you an idea, it won't. You won't have to wait too long. You won't have to wait too long. And this is a player Gamecock fans are going to really be happy about. I'll just leave it off at that. So uh, be sure to look out for Gamecock Central for the breakdown video for him and any other commitments that happen um, over the next couple weeks. Could be days. We don't know. Stay tuned to it. But uh, yeah, bottom line is this, though, Nick. South Carolina is in a good position right now. And I think that buzz is real. The momentum is real. The passion that you are sensing from the coaching staff is trickling down to the players and the players are doing their part the players are doing the part so right now and I'm, i'm i've had conversations with people that are close to the program around the program they're feeling it um they're feeling it uh i i was at the george rogers 31st year charity event this week and for his foundation out in Marietta, Georgia. And it was real neat. You get to emcee it. All the Heisman Trophy winners that were there, there were about five of them, I think it was, you know, you had obviously Big George, Herschel Walker, Mike Rosier, Johnny Rogers, and Eric Crouch. And I'm doing a Q&A. And the last question I asked George was about his thoughts on Shane Beamer and this this football program. And he, to say he was excited is an understatement. His exact words were, "Look out, here we come." And then Herschel, having some fun, poking fun at him, you know, throwing some some jabs at him about Georgia. George didn't even like blink. He was so focused on talking about the Gamecocks. He's like, "I'm not even going to worry about him." You know, I'm not even worried about him. I'm just going to keep focusing and talking about the Gamecocks because, like, what they're doing right now is special. And his exact words were, you know, there's always somebody in the crowd that wants to get mad, but I'm not going to say nothing about him. Uh, South Carolina is on the rise. You might as well get used to it. So he's pumped up. When he found out there about Howard the next day, he saw me finishing my work up in the ballroom, and he's like, what's going on, Mike? Like, And I said, we got a commitment um, coming to South Carolina. And he's like, who? I told him. And I said, the seventh ranked linebacker in the country. It didn't matter who it was. Could have been Johnny the Janitor that was coming in. He was telling anybody who was walking past them. Did you just hear about South Carolina picking?" I mean, he didn't care. There's a guy with like a Georgia Polo shirt on. He was going to tell everybody. So it's neat to see that. Um, And more importantly, for that weekend, I mean, they raised hundreds of thousands of dollars with the George Rogers Foundation for first generation college students. So a big shout out to George Rogers and everyone that was part of that. But his excitement in what's going on with South Carolina, it's real. It's real. When you have a guy like that, that can be bought in. And George is going to be bought in fairly easily, right? Easily. He is so fighter because he's going to always support his Gamecocks.
0: Mm Mm-hmm
1: there's going to be times where he's going to support his team a little bit more though. If he feels really good about how things are being done. And he is a believer in how Shane's doing things. So he's fired up. He told me that, um, his son is living at the place that he has near the, near the football stadium. But he said, I already told my son on Saturdays, he's got to find a different place to stay because he's like, I'm going to be there on game day. So
0: big George is fired up. Everyone's excited. I mean, everyone's excited. Players are excited. Coach is excited. Everyone's buying in. I mean, Shane train's rolling. They just gotta keep it going. So, South Carolina's coming, as as he said.
1: Before we end things, just want to mention this: that our sponsor today is Bet Online. So be sure to check them out. Get Fifty percent off by visiting their website and using the promo code Believe. That is B L E A V to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet Online where the game starts. I don't know if there's any final thoughts that you have, Nick, right now. Uh, not much that we can really say, but I mean, the crazy thing is the next time that we are on this podcast, we'll have Marcus on. We're going to get a guest on next week. We will share who that guest is in the coming days, so be on the lookout for that. Next time we do a podcast, we will be in the month of July. July means SEC Media Days. This year will be in Atlanta. Looking forward to being back there because – didn't have a chance to go last year because we were still dealing with everything with COVID and our station decided not to go. The station I used to work at because of different protocols, but that's a different story for another day. But uh, I'm, I'm fired up. I'm very fired up to go out there. It'll be exciting to hear what Shane Beamer, who stole the show a year ago, if he's able to carry All that right. momentum. So SEC media days, a couple weeks away. And then as soon as we get past that, all the attention will be on August 5th. August 5th is the first day of practice for the Gamecocks. Thank you for listening to Believe.